Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. My eyes rolled this way and all the way back. Sandra, do you want some watermelon? That's what I refer to as bumping uglies. Oh my gosh, guys! Why is yours so small? It felt like he was just taking, like, just words out of his butt. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. And Dion, there was all types of stupidity, strategy, and social game this episode. How are you doing today? I'm good, and I'm glad to be here with Hannah Fleming, the recipient of the Ohio Tennis Coaches Association 2008 Golden Racket Award, which is emblematic of excellence in both tennis and academics. Well done, Hannah. Well done. (laughs) I I am, like, flabbergasted right now. (laughs) How did you find my high school tennis record? (laughs) Um, The internet is an amazing thing. What can I say? What can I say? Okay, I need to like hire someone to find (laughs) stuff about you. Uh, Why not? Why hire someone when you can do it yourself? It's kind of fun. I feel like I honestly thought you would run out of stuff. Like, I honestly thought, like, there can't be anything else he can find about me. I I will admit, five minutes before we were recording this, I forgot to get something. And it's (laughs) all the five minutes, all the five minutes. So, I. This bit can be over anytime. Okay. (laughs) Let's, okay, let's jump in. We don't have any rapid fire questions today, but I do have like one big question that we asked Des, our guest last week. And I wanted to ask you the same question because I really enjoyed this question. I wanted to ask you, um, Dion, is there a survivor player that you relate to the most personality wise or mm-hmm. game wise? What player are you the most like? Now, obviously I've had more time to think about it because I was thinking about it. Right. And I would say I probably relate to Kellen from ghost Island the most, just huh. like this, like comes off as this sweet girl, you know, but then like has this like game side that the like fire. wants to play. Yeah, wants to play a good Survivor game. And I would also mix that with Aubrey. Like, everybody loves the quirky, nerdy Aubrey. And I feel like I have that side, whether I do or not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the fan in me wants to say Siri. Because from, like, first impressions, you know, you're not going to assume that what I embody in terms of game is going to come from what I have, like the book by its cover situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of like gameplay and social dynamics and stuff like that, I feel like the closest representation I saw was when I was of an age that I really was getting into Survivor and that was Survivor China. And I really liked Todd's social game. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like he was able to relate to every individual that was playing the game with him. And he was a bit of like a, you know, comic entertainment at times but he still was able to kind of like break it down and be like all right game talk let's be real so someone like him who was smaller and you know you wouldn't see them coming and right and, uh, they and super likable right it was it was one yeah I'm super likable I feel so <laughs> that. but I just kind of do feel like there there is some similarities in the sense of how he conducted himself and how I I conducted myself in survival challenge um, and how I probably would conduct myself in the real game on CBS. 
Yes, I was trying to think of who I thought for you. And yeah. I honestly couldn't think of anyone because there are so many wonderful aspects to you. So I couldn't uh, pick just one yeah. survivor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get going to talk okay. about this episode. Yes. There, I feel like there's so much big stuff as we go. And so I like I want to just say, like, feel free to like, like we can bunker down on one topic and mm. just like, just do a deep dive on something. Let's have fun talking about this episode because this was a crazy yeah. one. It was a very crazy episode and I think it kind of stands alone uh, compared to the first three episodes of this season. I feel like we're in that next chapter of the game. We are and I'm just gonna just start right off the bat by saying RIP Chelsea. I am mourning this vote out i i have i still i still cannot believe this vote out and i just have been racking my brain trying to wrap my mind around what happened what went wrong and was this a good move for i i am flawed to me like literally when it happened i kind of just turned around and said well so much for a winner's edit we saw so (laughs) much of Chelsea over the first four episodes. She was finding idols. She was one of the first people to be talking about the island of idols. She really was quite a, uh, people knew who Chelsea was. Mm-hmm. Whether they knew her name or not, if you referred to the girl in the pink shorts, everybody knew who she was. Right. It was one of those situations that it, we don't often get a younger female character in these shows that is as enticing as Chelsea was. And I think it's a real shame that she got cut out of here so soon. Um, somebody that I compared her to was, well, obviously getting into that um, idea of a showmance that was touched upon in this episode, which is a good you know, possibility. That's the reason she left. Someone like Figgy, who was, you know, oh, yes. a showmance. And though we didn't necessarily have the edit for her of being this like strong game player, she definitely fell into that trap of you're part of a two, we need to get mm-hmm. r- rid of one of you, mm-hmm. it just happens to be you. So I'm seeing a little bit of a Figgy 2.0 in this situation. I totally agree. I feel that like Figgy had all that potential just like Chelsea had all that potential. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So like as we're talking, I might just start crying randomly, just That's missing fine. Chelsea already. <laughs> I'll serenade you with my song. Okay, we start the episode with a fever dream again. Fever this dream. Fe- pow, pow, pow. Boo. This fever dream was not as... Yeah, I don't even remember what this <laughs> things were. Did it accomplish anything? I, I Look, I watched the episode again the second time, and I had, to, I had to watch intently just to make sure that I got all three of them. Because the first time I was like, wait, was that clip of Elizabeth the first part of the fever dream? Or was that... What was that? Yeah. So literally it was... I would say a tenth of a second of Elizabeth like wiping away tears. Mm-hmm. Then there was the clip of the, um, what was the second one? Because I know the third one was looking at a clue and saying, like, oh, <laughs> I know what the second one was. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it? They're too close. Like, pretty much. <laughs> it was Dean and Chelsea sp- spooning. Yep. <laughs> they couldn't get closer. That's what I refer to as bumping uglies. <laughs> So, like, can you imagine, like, you're watching from home, you're sitting around with your family, and the oh, dear. in the fever dream is just you and somebody else, just your crutches, just, like, banging together for one split second. Like, that's the fever dream, and that's the way you start the episode, and you look at your family, and you're like, <laughs> uh, just wait, it makes sense. Um, 
Dion, if there was footage from us night one of survival challenge <laughs> when there's six of us all just stacked like sardine under a tarp <laughs> just trying to stay warm um i don't know if Crazy. my mom would be proud of me in that moment <laughs> uh i mean i i'm proud of you for dealing with it especially after saying that you're not a touchy-feely person you to stay warm well done Yes, we survived. Okay, so those were the fever dreams. It was all right. It was fine. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's only like probably like five seconds long or even probably less than that. It was probably three seconds long and we go straight to the episode. So you know what? I'm here for it. Well, I just just quickly to go back to like the whole fever dream thing. Is it is the fact that those three clips were supposedly the three most enticing parts of this episode? Is that quite telling of how the whole episode was perceived because for me it wasn't the strongest episode and I came into recording this podcast going you know what I'm I'm interested to see if we have as much to talk about this week I know I would say the big thing of this episode is Nora going to the island (sighs) that has to be that's what this part and I'm gonna say I loved every second of Nora going to the island (laughs) Why are we always differing when it comes to Nora? Like, <laughs> you didn't like it? I was I was disappointed because I like Nora so much mm-hmm. and I feel like she didn't use utilize this experience at all. She, like I what I learned about Nora in this episode is she's the type of person that will finish your sentences and a lot oh. of the time finish them wrong. And oh. those kinds of people really bug me. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I Yeah, so okay, let's just skip to that part because I just want to talk about everything about Nora going to the island. So I I loved the edit that they put of when the boat comes and they're picking a person for IOI, Mm -hmm. which IOI IOI. I love it. (laughs) Stands for Island of the Idols, IOI. Okay, we hear from several people about why they aren't going to speak up and say that they will nominate themselves. Mm -hmm. We hear Jamal say it. We hear Lauren say it. Mm -hmm. We hear Jason say it. We hear Tommy say it. Okay. Uh And say, no, no one in their right mind would nominate themselves. And then we cut immediately to Nora going, oh, I'll go. And then it goes right to her in the boat going, I was dying. I loved it so much. Well, had okay, so I had a very different experience. Like for me, it was like I can see the the comic turn of events, how everybody's just kind of like playing it out, like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And then she's like, I'll go. But for me watching it, I was like, wait, what did what did I just miss? You know, she said I'll go and now she's on a boat and she's there. I know. Did, did we see anybody try to convince her not to go because there's the potential of her getting an idol and she's their option to go to tribal council. Like I was just left with so many questions. I think, I mean, I think what the edit shows is that no one protested and everybody was like, okay, go ahead. I think that that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, that's what you can assume. But for me, I just, I kind of wanted to see that. I wanted to see the people looking at each other going, do we let her go? Because if one person said no, it had to be a unanimous vote. Otherwise they chose from a bag. What would, you know? what would you do in that situation? Would you be like the Kelly and be like, why, why draw out of a bag? That's mm-hmm. a cop out. Or would you be like, let's all draw from a bag? Well, hmm. I agree with everybody's 
decision to not speak up because that puts a target on you. We heard Tommy say, yeah. uh, my goal is to make my target as small as possible. True. That's very true. But I also, as a, like, obviously they've got a tight alliance of people. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, I think it was a mistake letting her go to the Island of Idols. And it, that's the opportunity. This might, this might be terrible a terrible idea but if i saw somebody who was my choice of going home at the next tribal council put their hand up to go to the island of idols where i assume they're going to come back with an idol if i was in a tight enough alliance i might say to my group you know what i'm i'm also willing to go because if it means that you guys don't want to go and i know that you know maybe nora you're just putting your hand up because you want to you know be that person that make sure that nobody else has to go i'll put my hand up too you know, I don't mind. And then that way you get to strengthen your alliance. You um, get an idol. You get an idol for your alliance. Yeah. You make sure someone who's on the ballot the for on the outs doesn't have an idol. You are pretty right in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's a risky move, but someone like Tommy um, could have done that. I mean, even Janet could have done that. Uh, I just think it was a mistake letting her go. Um, obviously it didn't have that kind of fallout anyway. So this whole thing happens with Nora. Okay. Uh All of the things she comes back, she comes up with this really ridiculous lie that no one believes. It was terrible. It was so bad that we have to talk about the lie because she comes back and not only is she trying to convince people to do what she wants, she's also telling them that it's an already done deal decision. She's like, no, you guys already said that I'm going to do that role, so you can't. Sweetie, they didn't ask you what if what is possible. They said, what are the details? And you, you and she just <laughs> had this really obnoxious way of being like, I need to get my way in order for you to get whatever you want. And they can read right through her. No one was believing that for a second. No. Okay. Absolutely not. So, oh. uh, Dion, I want to do some improv right now. So let's say I have an idea already. So, cause I thought about this. So let's, okay. So let's improv. What would you say if you were Nora coming back from IOI, Mm -hmm. how would you persuade them to make you the caller? Okay. I think the problem from the get go is she turned it into a thing. Mm -hmm. The way you do it is by making it as little of a thing as possible. All right. So I, I would not have told them what the challenge is, first of all, but I would have like dropped little seeds throughout the rest of the time before the challenge of, hey, you know what? I mean, the only good thing that I'd be good at is, you know, like in one of the challenges where, you know, if you have to like call out or, you know, obviously that's a little on the nose. But if there's like certain things where you're like, my aspect of my strength in challenges is my ability to communicate with people you know i'm really not good at you know the physicality and stuff like that i mean if you're going to get me to crawl around and you know do stuff i'm going to be a mess but like my ability to kind of manage people yeah yeah i feel like that was her mistake she didn't let it kind of come across as a strength she just kind of bulldozed that there is this thing that she decided she wants to do and Mm -hmm. it may not actually be the best responsibility so you would try to like, you would not even mention anything about the challenge. You would just like try to 
plant the seeds to Correct. eventually be the college. I think her mistake was telling them what the challenge was because she gave them all the information they needed to do it without her. And that's what we saw. Okay, here's, um, here's my, here's Go what I would it. do. Here's what I thought of. Okay, so I come back from the IOI. Guys, 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 I got us a challenge advantage. Oh my goodness, oh my gosh, guys. I, I got to look at a puzzle that we are going to do during the next challenge. Yeah, I, oh. I won, I won the game. And so I got us a challenge advantage. I got to look at the puzzle. I had like 10 minutes, I got to look at the puzzle, but mm -hmm. it's a blindfold challenge. So the hard part is that either like I can be the caller because I already know what it looks like, or mm -hmm. I can try to describe the puzzle to someone so that they know what it looks like. Sure. But then when I do describe the puzzle, I do like, um, uh, well, there's like this, um, there's like this notch and, uh, it's like a circle. I, you know, um, uh, let me just try to draw it in the sand and just, I would just fail at it. So that's, that's my, uh, game plan. So my, my question is this, did she know that there was a puzzle? Cause all we heard is that there was a caller involved. Cause he said there's a caller and there are blindfolded people. Um, okay. So I did get to watch it again, her whole lie for the second time. And I, I'm pretty sure that what she told them is that every, that there's a blindfold challenge. You go get the pieces to puzzle, bring them back. And then we put it together. Okay. So, mm -hmm. okay. So, cause I mean, assuming like with every blindfolded challenge we've seen, they always are retrieving something and be it that the most recent seasons, it's always comes down to puzzles. I mean, every mm -hmm. single challenge we see now has that physical element and also that, you know, that brains element of putting together a puzzle. So we can assume that much, but it would, so if you're putting a puzzle together, like, would you just kind of like make up what this puzzle looks like? You don't know if it's a hanging puzzle. Oh, you don't know if it's right. a slide puzzle. Like, yeah. how are you, I would have to make up the puzzle. Them? I would have to make up the puzzle and gosh, hope I was right. Right. Cause I was going to say, what happens when they find out what the puzzle is and they turn around and they say, that's nothing like what you said it would look like getting caught out on a lie. Dion, you're ruining my plan. <laughs> I'm just I trying to make so your plan. Well, here's the thing. If you said the same thing, uh -huh. guys, guys, I found out um, about the next challenge and it's going to be one of those challenges where it's like a blindfold challenge, but I saw the course. So I know there we go. the directions for everybody to go. And I'm you like, can't really describe that. Yeah. I can't. I'm like, there was this whole thing here, but they told me the quickest routes. So if you want me to lead, I can do that for you because I already know the quickest routes. So when it comes back, I'll be able to help whoever's going to mm -hmm. put the puzzle together because we're going to mm -hmm. get there so much quicker. And you know what? Okay. I'll, yes. That is the perfect uh, plan between the two <laughs> of us. We came up with the perfect plan. We did it. And you know what though? At the end of the day, it's Nora. Are, were they ever going to let Nora be the caller? I mean, they. I, I honestly think they just let her go to the Island of Idols so they didn't have to deal with her for a good few hours. Wow, you're finally <laughs> on my side. You're finally on my side that Nora no, is... I didn't say that I would be happy to... I mean, look, everybody can deal with some time away from certain people. But <laughs> I'm just saying that might have been their mentality, where they're like, what's the chances of her getting an idol? She's Nora. Like, I think that's, a, that's what it comes down to. Like, she's Nora, um, which is quite unfortunate, but that's just the case when it comes to this wonderful lady. <laughs>
Boston Rob called it Nora World, that she lives in Nora World, and this is Survivor World. I need yeah. to know everything that's going on in Nora World. I feel like everyone laughs like Nora in Nora World. <gasps> <laughs> that laugh that is laugh. deafening. And, Everybody and also like kind of terrifying. There's something very unsettling about it where she laughs and you look at her to be like, are you okay? And then you realize, oh no, you're, you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And her eyes are cra crazy eyes. Like in normal yeah. conversations. Okay. Can we also discuss how she gets to the island and she sees Boston Rob and Sandra walk out. So this is like my opposite to a drop your buff moment. This is like <laughs> my most underwhelming moment of the episode where she sees them and walks up to them just with this regular deflated smile like, oh, hi. And he introduces himself. I'm, I'm Rob. She goes, I know who you are. And you're like, do you? Do you, Nora? <laughs> one, do you? And second, is that the reaction we get? Cut two, would you like some watermelon? <laughs> like what you just you're meeting two different people from the people you've been living with this whole time which you've expressed infuriate you and uh -huh. that's your response to two people maybe she was going in at like 50 percent in order to like keep them close so they don't get scared off too quickly but i was shocked that that was the response we got from her when she was seeing boston robin sandra i haven't seen someone get that excited for watermelon since big brother 21 mickey Jack. yes Oh, I said Mickey? Mickey Jackson. Jackson Mickey. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, I was going to say, because I was like, wait, which way was it around? Of course, yes, Jack and, and that's the thing. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he, uh, he really liked his watermelons, and she clearly likes her watermelons too. Maybe we can do some kind of like CBS crossover where they just like sit and eat watermelon. I'd watch. That would be pretty entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> they call it like, instead of the water cooler, it'll be the watermelon. And they just talk about stuff while eating watermelon. What do you think? Oh. Well, I mean, Jackson's in Jackson world. Nora's in Nora world. Whoa. Watching those two worlds collide. That's a lie. Oh, that, that would be awesome. Okay, let's go to my drop your buff moment that happens Please. pretty soon is when it's time for the challenge. Here it comes. Nora's going to be the caller. She's done her persuasion. <laughs> She's laid the seed. She's going to be the... Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Lauren goes, Nora's sitting out. And they, they all look at Lauren. But no, no, no. What? Lauren, Lauren says she slowly turns her shoulders, whips her head around and says, Nora's sitting out. Looks it was oh. the most pointed way of sitting out a member of your tribe that I have ever seen in my history of watching Survivor. I can't recall a time that we've seen somebody be sat out by their tribe in such a dismissive way. I have totally had that face that Lauren has as a teacher that hold the eyebrows are raised. The eyes are big. You're not, you're not smiling. You're just kind of like, you're, you're sitting out. Like it's when I like have to like make a kid like stop playing at recess because they're breaking a rule. Like, no, you're sitting out. <laughs> and then, and then you're that kid who never gets in trouble, who raises their eyebrows, looks in really inquisitively and says, wait, Me? sorry, what? <laughs> Which is exactly what Nora did. Oh, she was like, wait, not only did I not get to be the caller, but I'm not even in the challenge? Oh, that's no. that's a complete fail. It was. But he, okay, so what I think her biggest mistake was, 
was by calling out that she was going to be the caller, she had to, she had the ability to prove against herself why she shouldn't be in that role. So that's why I don't necessarily think it was a good move telling them what the challenge was in advance. No, yeah, I just like, I knew it was going to be good TV, but I knew that she was not going to do well. And Boston Rob and Sandra knew that she was not going to do well. And I like there was that moment of Sandra looking out at her going like, you know, we're rooting for you. And I was waiting for her to just be <laughs> under her breath going, she's got no shot. Like I just, I was waiting for it and we didn't get it. Oh, but we knew she was thinking it. <laughs> we, yeah. I mean, if she wasn't thinking it, Boston Rob definitely was. I think they were both extremely polite when it came to talking about Nora and her time at Island of Idols. But I think that we saw a lot of the Island of Idols, but we didn't get much. It was just a big chunk of time of of dealing with this bad energy, this kind of like pulsating thing of like, when is this going to be um, a moment of clarity? When is this going to be a moment of learning something new, having some morals come into play? And all we had was her be like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm totally doing it. Yeah, there's no way that I'm not going to do it. And you're like, wow, this is, like, this is a wasted experience. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. I would love to highlight the clips that we did see. We saw clips from Fans vs. Favourites, season 16, and we saw clips from Cook Islands, season 13. Both seasons that Parvati played in. And Parvati is that player. That's how she plays. She mm-hmm. plays to people's uh, egos, you know. She tries to entice them in and, you know, she said she, she said it herself, you know, she gets what she wants. That's what she does. She will flirt with anybody mm-hmm. and not even in a seductive way of like trying to like, you know, get them to do something that isn't, you know, well, it, yeah, it's not seductive. It's, it's enticing them to do something that's in her best interest by convincing them it's what they want and it's in their best interest. And at the same time, she has amazing self-awareness and really good perception of what's going on. And so that was, it was very interesting to me that we saw, you know, that fans versus favorites move where we saw people like Suri and even Natalie, you know, having these really in-depth conversations with Eric, who the poor boy was just so eager to please. (laughs) And he was just, he'd been mentally broken down to believe that there was no way that he was going to be, admired at the end for the game he was playing if he was just winning his way to the end and we know from future seasons that that's not the case at all you Mm -hmm. can win your way to the end and people can Mm -hmm. admire it for you because you never gave anybody opportunity to get rid of you you know and Mm -hmm. yeah so unfortunately he got the raw end of that and Nora wasn't able to kind of be that person no so like all of these amazing moments were why I watch Survivor, why I love Survivor is the manipulation, yeah. the social strategy. All of these amazing moves showed, oh my gosh, I love Survivor. And then we immediately go to Nora crashing and burning and completely failing at it. And it just broke my heart. I'm like, this is, you know, this is great TV, but this is not why I love Survivor. <laughs> okay, my other question is, would she have played so hard if it was an idol that she would be receiving. Because my whole thing was she was just getting an advantage. This wasn't for an idol. She also loses her vote. So she definitely had something on the line, but Mm -hmm. 
we don't know what she was going to gain. We don't know if um, that was going to be an advantage and a challenge, if it was going to be a clue to a hidden immunity idol. We don't know if it was going to be awarding somebody else in the other tribe an extra vote. Like, we've seen different things play out over the seasons. Um, it could have been an idol nullifier, for all we know. But it's kind of like, it's weird. I'm like, why after three episodes does this person not get the opportunity to play for an idol? You know, in my brain, I'm still stuck on this island of idols being about idols, even mm. though we know now that the idols are Sandra and Boston mm. Rob. <laughs> but I'm still fixated on this idea of an idol. I'm disappointed she didn't get a chance to play for an actual idol. And also, like, along with that, so she just, like, agrees to it right away. You know, she mm. doesn't even know if it's an idol or I mean, she knows it's something. Mm. And she just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And, like, Sandra and Rob are, like, you know, slow down, think about it. Yeah. Like she didn't, she didn't take a moment. And I think it was Sandra who said that's going to bite her Mm -hmm. in in this game because you have to take a moment and think. And and we all know from what we've seen of her, that that's not her play. (laughs) That's not Nora world. Nora world. There's no stopping and thinking. So I also have a question for you. Mm -hmm. We saw this challenge. This is a challenge that we've seen in many different, um combinations over the seasons you know we've seen it from early seasons mm-hmm. going back as far as you know even all stars you saw it in you know this australia we saw it in australian outback we saw it in certain teams we see this season um, this format constantly did we just see this game get beat did the contestants just beat this by getting themselves in a line all going out there at once are we going to be able to play this style of challenge again and not have it played out with two tribes or three tribes just sending them all out there together in a line? Like, did they just beat this challenge? That was genius. That was, I thought that that was a great idea. Send them all out at once and then they have to spread out. So, I mean, now that we've seen it happen, I mean, you would imagine that every tribe will do that. Does it break the challenge to a point where like, they can't do it anymore because everybody will do amazing at it. Like, no, it's still going to be hard. It's still, people's groins are still going to get hit. <laughs> That's true. That's poor tummy. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, cause for me, it was just kind of like, it almost took the fun out of it. And I feel like the fun is trying to communicate with six different people mm-hmm. where they only had to communicate with one. For and- well, one for a bit, but then they had to, they didn't, they still have to spread out to, to the different water things that they pull the ring, the string. Sure, but you get all the six of them to stop at one station, you send two in, you get them back into the line. You send all six of them to the next station, you send two of them out, you get back into the line. It really was just kind of like a regular challenge, except they were blindfolded. I know. So, <sighs> so for me personally, I, I was a little underwhelmed with the challenge because we didn't see, we didn't see two tribes struggling. We saw one tribe struggling. Mm-hmm. Until we got to the end. And I, okay, I was shocked that we had Elizabeth directing Aaron mm-hmm. in the puzzle. Yeah, that was quite the matchup. Well, here was what I was thinking. I was like, is this showing us that Elizabeth has a good relationship with Aaron that we haven't seen yet? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we saw Elizabeth walk off with Aaron later on saying, yeah. you know, Elaine's not in for the vote, putting all the yeah. blame on her, which I thought was a great move, by yeah. the way. Yes, but. Did we also see Aaron put his hand up saying, well, look, Karishma and Dean 
clearly aren't good with puzzles. I'll do it knowing very well that if he goes, does poorly at the puzzle, he wasn't the eyes. Yeah. He was just the hands. Yeah. So I think this is his way of being a hero, but still kind of being able to place the blame on somebody else. Yeah, that's a really good idea because Elizabeth is like the the mecca of that challenge. Does that make uh-huh. sense? Is that a phrase? Absolutely. She was, <laughs> was she was the driving force. If it crumbled, it was because she hadn't had the ability to hold it together. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, Jason doing a fantastic job? Is that his name, Jason? Or yes, Jason. Yeah, being Jason. The I can't. He was so great, and how mm-hmm. calmly he was speaking to Kelly while she put the puzzle together. I was like, just thinking, like, I need jason in my life to like talk me off a ledge when i get really stressed in life i just right. need him to be like take a breath hannah calm down it's okay you got this <laughs> well my question is did he take too long was his calm patience did it, it freak you out was it like making you like get hype like oh my gosh go faster jason yeah i i kind of got to that point that i was like i understand that you're trying to be cool calm and collected um we'll talk about cool calm charisma soon <laughs> but I, I kind of felt like it was possibly going to come at the expense of the tribe actually winning that challenge. So I was yeah, like... I thought so too. I was like, uh, this could bite him. They were far behind. And then it was like like a nail biter. <sighs> it was a matter of moves before the other tribe had that down. That was so scary. But, you know, Jason just talking so calmly. Find the notch. Find the notch. There it just is. Put it, it down. <laughs> wow, we need, like, a white noise machine, but it's Jason giving directions. <laughs> I'm... Roll over. Roll over. Find that, find that sweet spot. Now breathe. Lift, lift your leg. And take a breath. Like, it's just, just giving you instructions. <laughs> and breathe. How was... How was your day today? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's how Nora gets kept in, you know, game mode. J- Jason speaks to her like that. Ooh, he's the Nora whisperer. He, he, oh, whoa. <gasps> Did we just like get the whole thing? Like, you know how Gosh. there's like the horse whisperer and the dog whisperer and all that kind of stuff? There's the Nora whisperer. It's I like want to his whole life already just for comparing Nora to that of a horse and a dog. That was not my intention. But <laughs> I do believe that's how it came to grow. It's like his whole life has led him to this one moment. All of his training and all of his calming down other people mm-hmm. has led to Nora. <laughs> well, did have we seen the rise of Jason? Have we seen oh. Jason go from the bottom of his tribe to coming into a position where the tribe trusts him? With I mean, them. Tommy was literally holding him up. You know, he's now at a higher position. Well, or did they put him in that position to kind of be like, you got to come through with the goods. Like, this is your time to prove yourself. I think he super en- endured, uh, endeared, super endeared himself to his tribe. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by Jason because what we do see of him is very like, I'm, 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 creeping up i'm coming back i'm creeping up so <laughs> we'll see if he sticks it out um speaking of someone who's like creeping back up making their way back is our cool calm karishma who has just been like honestly a dead man walking for two episodes and okay. she's still here she's still kicking so i you know i love cool calm karishma this episode was an exception 
I know. She's starting to get to be that person who we know that you're, you know, a different kind of person. And I think, I think what we heard from Missy as pointed and as direct as it was, she cut Karishma off. She mm-hmm. laid it into her and said, a tribal council. feel comfortable. Yes, a tribal council. I think we saw that because Karishma is this person of saying, I'm all of these things and that's why it's harder for me. But you could fight the same argument for every single person on every single tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got Janet, who's the older woman. You've got, you know, all these ethnically diverse players out there mm-hmm. who I'm sure in their day-to-day lives deal with different kinds of, you know, um, segregation or whatever, just for, you know, the way they look. And I'm like, if these people are able to come together, you're not doing your job, which is finding a way to adapt. And, you know, we did hear her the episode before talking about trying to adapt with the group, but it's Mm -hmm. in this way that's, that's false. You know, we heard it from Des. Desiree was like, I don't want her to be having to change who she is, you Mm -hmm. know, in order to be you know part of the group and I think that's where it's coming off fake and false and why people can't actually relate to her and communicate with her because she's not giving names you know Vince is sitting there trying to get a name out of her last right she wasn't giving a name so she's giving people very little to work with and then she's kind of crying about it I'm like you can't sit there and cry when you're not using your tools Mm -hmm. to the best of your ability you know Missy Mm -hmm. said if you are the puzzle person show us you're the puzzle person. If right. you're the physical athlete, show us you're the physical athlete. If you're the Olympian, show us you're the Olympian. And it was very, it was very articulate. And honestly, I Oof. think it put a huge target on Missy's back. It did. And back to what Missy was saying, I think Missy even said, we're all doing laps around you. Like she called out Karishma for not strategizing. And one thought I had, let me know what you think, but I am wondering if the survival elements are getting to Karishma way, like she is letting herself be affected way more than other people are letting themselves be affected. I bet she's taking naps a lot. I bet she's Mm -hmm. just like not doing the survival stuff because it's, it's really hard to be starving and in a really uncomfortable place, but Mm-hmm. she's letting it affect her more than other people are being resilient to it. Well, this is a perfect segue to get into that one confessional we did see from Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who was yeah. like, how dare you try to convince me Oof. to vote out Dean over Karishma? Like, right. it was like a how dare you moment, the idea of keeping Karishma, which is, you know, she's sleeping in the camp, which you know you express that she's probably letting it get to her emotionally, mm-hmm. physically, all that kind of stuff, where Dean is the one that's, you know, helping around camp. You know, he's the one that put the shelter together. And that was the redeeming moment for me that mm-hmm. we finally saw why Dean is being protected by his tribe. Because, you know, apparently... You know, finally, we know why, yeah. Absolutely. Apparently, he doesn't come through with the goods at the challenges, which, you know, this challenge was no exception. Mm-hmm. But... At camp, he makes camp life more enjoyable for people. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Like, mm-hmm. that's a majority of this game. You know, a challenge might take place anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. You know, some of them go for a ridiculous amount of time. But in terms mm-hmm. of, like, a tribe challenge, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to go by really freaking quickly. The other, you know, 72 hours are in camp. 
And if somebody in camp is going to be contributing to your camp life, yeah, I mean, making that's you feel gonna, comfortable with yeah, the fire. Out. Mm -hmm. And even though he was close to Chelsea, I think the fact that Elizabeth was willing to cut Chelsea before she was willing to cut Dean means that maybe he's tighter to Elizabeth than Chelsea was. And I mean, by maybe, I mean he is because Chelsea's gone. Wow. And so, like, what you're saying about all of that is kind of, when I went into watching this episode again, here's where my dilemma was. I didn't understand why it was Chelsea, and we didn't see Karishma fighting for herself. We didn't see Dean fighting for himself. Because Karishma knew she was on the block. You know, Dean mm -hmm. didn't know. Nope. But, you know, so my question was, why was it Chelsea? And we got the message from Missy. She summed it up why it was Chelsea. And I, once I watched the episode again, I was like, oh, there it was. Yep. Missy says, girls will still have the majority in the tribe. Mm -hmm. We have the three guys as protection. Mm -hmm. And Karishma is an easy vote later. Right. And that and like, is what we're seeing she, as the yeah. argument as why it was Chelsea. Well, she she was very clear to say Karishma is a good vote later to pretty mm -hmm. much say Karishma is not the next vote because we still need to take out a guy after this. But did you think that Chelsea would be the first woman voted out of that tribe? No way. I thought she had great connections. We kept on seeing her getting along with everyone really well. I had I had no idea it was coming. And I'm wondering if this is very similar to the Molly vote out. Yeah. Was Chelsea just so obviously such a great social player and everybody loves her and everybody notices it and that's why they get her out i mean i think it's a similar vote because of her popularity amongst the tribe members but would they be so willing to flip on you and i'm wondering if so we, we've discussed elizabeth you know we saw a lot of her in the first episode we didn't see much of her in the second or third episode mm -hmm. But, you know, she was poor. Well, no, she came back from Island of the Idols and nobody pointed a finger at her. And it's because she's developed those relationships. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Chelsea didn't do that. You know, apparently, Chelsea kind of has been laying, like, low because, you no know, you don't want to rock the her. boat. And nobody did protect her. I mean, we saw a shocked face from Elaine. We saw a shocked face from Elizabeth. But they still voted her out. They voted for her. So, I mean, so much for a girls' alliance. I don't think, well, not that I don't think we're going to see it move forward, but we saw something we're very excited for, which is next week we're going to have a drop your buff your moment. <laughs> a real drop your buffs. <laughs> a real drop your buffs moment. And my whole thing is I still want to know if we're going into two tribes or three tribes. I know. I really want it to be two tribes because... If we see three tribes again, it's just going to... Well, how many how many people are left? We've got... Well, that's four votes. Usually it takes place after three votes if it's going to go right. down to 15. So, <gasps> But that's also within a group of 18. So this is a group of 20. So it would go down to that 17 people. Wait, no, that's 16 people left. That's a, that's a two-tribe situation, unless they're willing to go down to an uneven split. But I doubt it. I hope it's two as well. I like Sorry. I like the bigger I, tribe dynamic dynamic because the um I feel like in the bigger swap tribes the sneakier players can hide the Suri fields can hide in the bigger tribes when it's a small tribe 
it's harder to hide. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Sari, she started on a tribe with four people. She was one. Oh, that is true. <laughs> people, and she was supposed to be the vote, and then they flipped it onto onto was that Tina? Tina was the first person voted out of that tribe, and Sari became the superstar that she is today. So you have the ability to really kind of make things happen in a small group, but it's easier to do so in a large group and come out looking a little more impressive because there's more people to manage. Another thing about that tribal that I took note of that I'm starting to notice is that Elaine is pretending that she's out of the loop and she's kind of playing up the whole like, man, there's so much stuff going on and I just don't know what the plan is or something like even Sandra was like, dang, this girl doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know anything. She's always here and there, whatever. Do you like my impressions? Am I nailing them? I think they're fantastic. Keep going. (laughs) Um, I will not do my Boston Rob again. That one was awful last week. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know you were trying to do an impression. <laughs> you spoke about it later and I was like, did she? Okay, cute. Yeah, I tried. I tried. Okay. Oh, here, let me try my Boston Rob. Okay, go. She's living in Nora world and this is survivor world. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know- it's- it's probably as good as my Sandra impression from the other week, which I, I listened to back and I was like, oh, oh, that needs some work. Yeah. Let me hear your Sandra. Um, oh, what? Oh, see this girl? She's, she doesn't um, know what's going on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I, like, I can't even think of a good phrase. Uh, Sandra, do you want some watermelon? I've got, got some watermelon for, for you. <laughs> I no, I have nothing. I have no words. I, just, I could be Nora. Why is yours so small? Why is yours so small? Nora, uh, would you like to accept this challenge? I feel like you're really enjoying this. Like I feel like you're <laughs> really getting into this. I'm, but the the twist is that I'm really bad at it. Okay, so I talked about <laughs> Elaine. <laughs> I talked about Elaine. Just I think she's pl- she's planting the seeds that she's. She's not a strategic threat. She doesn't know what's going on. And I think that is awesome. Good job, Elaine. Keep that up. So, okay. Do we, do we genuinely think that she doesn't know what's happening? Because even though we did see that the conversation went through her a lot, was she calling the shots at all? I think that she was a part of it. And I think that she is like secretly someone who has a lot of weight in that tribe and in that alliance. Interesting. We saw nothing from Tom, so we can only assume right. that Tom has nothing to do with anything on that drive. Um, <laughs> but Elaine is the reason Dean didn't go home. You're right. Yeah. And uh, once again, we saw Elizabeth as the Mecca. We saw Elizabeth in all these conversations. So Yeah. And we I, saw Missy kind is, of calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it really is Elizabeth and Elaine that are the, the, their numbers, but they're the ones that decide where the vote goes versus the people calling the shots so you've got mm-hmm. people like missy and aaron who are more right. the people putting the move out there you've mm-hmm. got elizabeth and elaine being the ones who being like well what is the move that we're like comfortable with and mm-hmm. then you've got people like karishma who are just sitting there going i'll vote as long as it's not me yes and i want to mention again along those lines what you brought up earlier how elizabeth did a great move by coming up to Missy, I believe, and saying, yeah, Elaine doesn't want to vote Dean. When we heard Elizabeth... Aaron. Oh, sorry. We heard Elizabeth say that she doesn't want Dean, but she was putting 
that on someone else. Like, Correct. That's that's how you do it. Good job, Elizabeth. Absolutely, yes. And it mean it means that you know she doesn't have to give her cards over, and she can just say, "We don't have the numbers. We need to find a new plan." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about one other thing before we sign uh-huh. off, and that is something we kind of glazed over at the beginning because we had to jump right into Nora World. Yes. But my man Jamal found an idol today. Woo, he Jamal! Did. And I will admit, when he did find it, my eyes rolled this way and all the way back. Stop it. Like, Jamal is I a mean, precious, a precious part of this cast, and he is lovely in every way. And Jamal has gone through so much in his life, Dion. Did you know that he was in a rough relationship and he didn't have, he didn't treat himself with grace? And he, Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. The, the I, can, whole... I completely don't know because I completely blocked that out apparently. I cannot believe how much footage we had of him talking about, oh, I've learned how to take things slowly. I'm being present. I'm connected. You would not believe. I need to go back and find out how long we heard from Jamal about how much he's learned from this bad relationship and oh my gosh it felt like he was just taking like just words out of his butt like he was just like just talk 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 and i found an idol and look how pretty this idol is and it was like the grossest looking idol i've ever seen it's a piece of rope with some shells attached to it yeah so i think they're purposely trying to make them look fake right like that i think so yeah I, i do I'm like, so anyways, glamorous things. And he's just, he's just doing his thing. He's living his life. And you know what? I give him a lot of slack, but kudos to him. He has been, you know, why would you leave somebody at camp by themselves? You know, kudos to him for doing that because if they leave you by yourself, you deserve to find Mm -hmm. an idol. And like how I have viewed him as a hero, you have viewed him as a villain. And at the end of this whole segment, they ended with the, like, a villainous laugh from Jamal. It was like, ha, 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 ha. Like, I told you. I know. It was a hero edit with the villain laugh. So we'll, the jury's still out on where Jamal uh, lays with the yes. hero or villain. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't get to my drop your buff moment, technically, but I do think that Missy's, Missy's approach at Tribal Council has to be my drop your buff moment because I yes. literally stopped. <laughs> and I, I have to say, she came out guns a-blazing, swinging, and uh, that did have me stop in, in, you know, in my tracks and just go, wow, did that just happen? So I've got to go ahead and call that my drop your buff moment. It's like she knew that Chelsea was going home, but she needed Karishma to feel some whiplash. She needed uh-huh. Karishma to get her act together. And when we see scenes from next week, we see that Karishma is ready to turn on Lyro. Uh, and it's it's this whole thing of like, Karishma has no loyalties and her tribe sees that. And I'm, I'm wondering if the, with the performance that we saw from Missy today, if she ends up on a tribe, whether they're in the numbers or not, is she going to be the first target from the other tribe? Because did she just burn her bridge with Karishma? Did she burn her bridge with, bridge with Karishma? Did she burn her bridge amongst her tribe in trying to lay low? Because she is very well-spoken. When she's the person to kind of meet people, she's not that kind of warm, fun, mm-hmm. upbeat. 
you know, someone like Elizabeth can really pull that off. Someone like Lauren can really pull that off. But if you're meeting a strong group of people after having had a challenge where, you know, you performed quite, you know, strong, I just, I, I see her having a really tough time moving forward at a swap. Yes. So along with that, at the end of the day, is this a good move getting Chelsea out right now? No. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I just do not feel like this was right at all. I, I think that they really should have gotten rid of Dean. I think that would have been a better move for them in terms. I think that Chelsea was good. I think that she was women strong. I know that she had a tight alliance of Dean, but hey, Missy's got Aaron and Elizabeth's apparently got Dean. Like it's, you know, everybody's got a someone outside of their alliance. That's how you play the game. You need to have a plan B until you get to plan Z. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's that whole thing of people get intimidated by people's second option they just weren't good at hiding it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we heard from Chelsea herself. I feel comfortable moving through this game, having the support of Dean. Mm-hmm. She didn't say having the support of the women that I'm working with, mm-hmm. but she said, especially working with Dean. Mm-hmm. Did she, did she do that to herself? Was she her own, you know, the doing of her own demise? <sighs> like I'm, I'm really disappointed. I really wanted to see more of Chelsea. And um, I don't know. We just, we just didn't get that. She was our token super fan this season. She was. Our girl super fan. We usually get the guy nerds. And yep. we finally had our girl nerd. Yep. And uh, <sighs> she did all the good things for the first four episodes, but somebody else is going to have to fill that position. So I can't wait to see who it's going to be. Well, I'm still holding out hope for my girl, Lauren. She's got to mm-hmm. pull through. Lauren, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't see more of Janet this episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> still, still rooting for Janet. Still trying to get as much of her in the season. I need to see her at the individual portion of this game because I think that's when she's really going to thrive. I agree. I cannot wait. So when we're looking forward to next week for the tribe swap, what kind of things are you looking forward to? You said you want a two tribe swap, but is there anything else that you're looking forward to? I know for me, I am looking forward to someone not getting swap screwed. I don't know how that will not happen, but I just hate it when it's just the classic majority alliance from the previous tribe votes out someone. I love it when there's a mix up. I was going to say, we saw a clip from a very famous tribe swap where there was a screw for Amber when she was the only person to end up in a tribe of people that she wasn't previously with in All Stars. They went from two tribes. They all literally just switched colors of their buffs, but Amber stayed on the tribe that she was with. And that's when Boston Rob made that oh, deal with Lex. I'll do it. I, I can, here, I'll take over from here. Okay, okay go for it. Um, here, here we go. Boston Rob says, I, correct me if I'm wrong. If you can protect her, I'll protect you. Did I get that right? I think that was pretty good. That was pretty good. You, you, had you, the can, whole... <laughs> you can keep her safe. I'll keep you, you're safe, if you can, if you can. I I love that part. I need to tell all the listeners that if you're listening to this, you need to see the face that Hannah makes when she's (laughs) she's speaking out the side of her face, you know, (laughs) tucked into the corner of her mouth. It's beautiful. Very articulate. I love it. I hope I'm making all my Boston family proud, which I'm not. So (laughs) that's fine. All right. 
Well, I mean, this was a an interesting episode. I would say the episode as a whole wasn't my favorite, but the tribal council portion of this was Oof. kind of insane. And mm-hmm. even the pre-tribal council, we saw a lot of conversation at camp about where the, the which way the vote was going to go. Sometimes we get none and we go straight to tribal council. Mm-hmm. So I was intrigued by that because we saw multiple names. We saw a lot of strategy from that tribe. But what we saw ultimately was they all get along far too well for their own good, that they've set themselves up where they possibly can't see it coming and a tribe swap might just be what they're in need of. Yeah, I cannot wait to like listen to interviews with Chelsea, her exit interviews, or read some articles. I know that um, The Hollywood Reporter has some uh, exit interviews with Chelsea. I hope that she reveals more information about what was going on with that vote in where she went wrong. All right. Is there yeah. anything else to talk about, Dion? Uh, I think I think I'm good. I think I'm good on episode four of Survivor Island of Idols. I hope that we can uh, get someone else to join us next next episode next for week, the swap. I think that, that we can get a switch uh, a switch guest a, a tribe swap guest. Let's do it. I'm I'm excited. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it all up. Remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Dion, do you remember the name of our podcast that we're recording right now? Yes, it's called Drop Your Buffs. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to Drop Your Buffs Pod. Or you can follow Hannah on Twitter at Hannah Gillia, spelled G-I-L-I-A. Or you can follow myself at Dion Alexander, spelled D-J-O-N Alexander. You can follow us both on Instagram and you can subscribe to us on YouTube at uh, Drop Your Buffs. Uh, yeah, Drop Your Buffs. Chat with Dion and Hannah. Survivor Chat. Survivor Chat with Dion and Hannah. I was so close. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I practiced for like five minutes before we recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, if you have any feedback for us, tweet us. YouTube, comment us. Yes. Instagram, DM us. I don't care. Yeah. And if you have any more information about how I can introduce Hannah, please let me know. DM me. Give me that information. I need some more. I need some more introductions for <laughs> Hannah. No, I'm not that awesome. I think you're. I think we have enough. <laughs> no, there's more. I'm sure there is more. I'm sure you won a raffle in third grade. I'm sure you did. <laughs> All right. Well, signing off, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Till the next Survivor episode. Bye. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.